Last time on the podcast. You know what? I'm just going to wait for her to text me. And that turned into like a couple days, and then weeks, and then months. Steve and I talked about why things ended between us. I mean, it wasn't a question of whether or not I liked you. It was a question of whether or not I was ready to date again, uh-huh. which I was not. And why things ended with others. I mean, I'll, I'll infinitely respect her for that because that's in, like that's a lifetime of like not having to be fully happy just for the sake of one person. And why I just can't seem to get a grip on love. By all accounts, with the exception of me not being able to feel those required whatever that feeling is, mm-hmm. I should have, you and I should still be together right now. This week on the show, we finish our conversation. It's episode 11 of Go Date Yourself. I want to be your girlfriend. I want to be the only one. I want to be a secret. You got to tell everyone. I wanna be the- so let's back up a little. When we left off last week, I was being a real Debbie Downer about love. Steve and I were talking about how things ended between us. We had dated for a couple months last spring, and when he decided to test my interest, I failed. We stopped talking, and that was that. Until now. Almost a year later, and we're finally discussing what we should have said a long time ago. Steve and I may not have fallen in love, but we've both been in love before. And it turns out, those experiences affected us very differently. But it's knowing that, like, we'll move past that. Like, I, I will live past that type of love. And I'll love again. Oh, and see, I know you that sound you so sure. Well, I'm certain that I will. I'd like to think that I've got a bit of love to give. Oh, well, I, that we I don't do. doubt. Like, well, you definitely have love yeah, to give. Whether or not like, I can or whether or not I'm willing to. Like, the, the, your willingness to fall in love almost will dictate the fact that you will. Hmm. Like, like, if you think about that, if you want to fall in love, you can. Like, I, don't, when, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because I've wanted to fall in love, and I've been with people that, by all accounts, I should be in love with. And I can't make myself hit, reach that place. You don't it's think what so? happened. It's why we stopped seeing each other, Steve. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't get there. By all accounts, with the exception of me not being able to feel those required, whatever that feeling is, mm-hmm. I should have. You and I should still be together right now. Well, that's true. And it's the same, like, the. the when Joe and I broke up. Um, when we broke up, I started dating someone who I was with for six months and everything about it should have been perfect with the exception of, I could not make myself fall in love with this guy. That, that's my fine. Life. Uh, sorry. Like, I, is it? I'm is saying it? like, sorry, I, I, I worded that wrong. The fact that because the willing, will was there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I think that the fact that you, the willingness that you're open to loving someone you can find it. Whether or not, like, you sticking with a person, and then eventually you'll grow to love them. That's not the point. 
I found myself ready to love again. I have not fallen in love again, but I'm certain that I will. Because I'm because wi- I'm wi- I'm willing to find that and so like n- not willing to exactly compromise, but to find a person that I can love. I can see that happening, mm-hmm. and that's a t- and that's a tough thing to say, knowing that like I was willing to spend my re- the rest of my life with somebody else, not four years ago. Right. Because I can't. You can't. I mean, for you, sure. For everyone else on the planet, yes. <laughs> For me, I can't see it. What makes you the outlier? I, oh my god, I wish I knew. If I knew, then I could explain it to Laura. (laughs) (laughs) I, it's my biggest fear is the thing I am the most scared of is that I am not emotionally capable of falling in love again. And that I'm going to have to eventually, like, if I want to have a family and kids, and if I want to go that route with my personal life, I will eventually have to say yes to the guy who's everything but the person I'm in love with. No. That's... I would never want that for somebody. Well, to, to, I don't com- think to compromise. The truth for... is, I don't think I'd do it. Like, the truth is, I would probably forego having a family or ever having children because I couldn't handle the guilt of being with someone that I wasn't in love with. That's, and that, that's a very, like, that's exactly what you should think because you shouldn't, you shouldn't start a family or go and take that leap if you're not sure about it, if you're not in love with somebody. But what if I never am? What if I'm never in love with Well, who wants to, who wants to go through life thinking that they'll never fall in love again, Julie? Nobody wants to. No, don't do that. Then, I mean, like, I, it's, it's not as simple a thing as to me to say, just don't do it, don't think like that, because that's a tough, like, I've thought like that for months and months and months and after my breakup. Like, I never thought that I could get to that again. But it was the fact that, like, I've seen so many other people fall in love after the person that they were sure that they would never love anybody else afterwards. Yeah, like my I parents just, are divorced. They're both in love with pe- amazing people, and it's and I don't want to say that they've compromised. I don't want to think that they've settled for the second best person in their life. I don't want to think that there's one person that's out there for me that's the only one, because that's a big task to put on yourself. But I don't even think it's that. Like, I don't think I'm searching for this, like, mystical creature. Right. That's not the, the thing that I'm looking for or hoping for or expecting. I'm afraid I'm the problem. I'm afraid that I... Because I have multiple times found such amazing men. And it breaks my heart whenever I talk to other single women who are just like, all the men I date are trash. And it makes me feel terrible because I'm like, a lot of the men I date are wonderful. Would you like their numbers? <laughs> yeah. Because they're such... I got references. They're just yeah. so great. And my biggest problem with them is me, is that I'm not in love with them. And that sucks. And I hate it. And it it breaks my heart. And then it risks breaking theirs. And it sucks. And I just... I think that's part of why I don't want to date anymore anyway, because I don't want to do that to myself or anyone else. Well, I think, I think that that's, that that is good to know, but I, I I think that like, I think the willingness to me to want to fall in love again and 
the need to date can kind of be two different things. Because I like I kind of separated myself from that at least in the beginning because like me me wanting to fall in love again that will come later if it does like I want to get to the part where I'm good at talking to another female again. But you are a, you're so I, okay guys listen. Oh shit. Steve is so handsome oh, fuck and off. so charming and he you can't complain about your lack of ability to talk to women because I'm, you. I'm not. Ta- I'm not. Come on. That's okay. Whatever. Come on. Okay. See, even that was charming. Flattery Ooh, out of the way. Shut was, up. That was cute. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. That's that's not the. But that's but like the, the point is that like I'm, the fact that I am okay with falling in love with somebody again. Like gives me hope and fu- it, like that fuels my fire to want to meet somebody and to want to, get to know someone long enough so that I can love them. And it's like, yes, I have fallen in love, and yes, I have grown to love somebody, both in equally powerful respects, but I can't... If I never fall in love again, I don't want it to be for a lack of trying. And I know that I can do it. And I'm certain that you can. I know you can. We don't know. Oh, in 20 Julie, years, guys, listen. In 20 years, Steve and I are going to come back to this <laughs> podcast, and he's going to explain to me why I'm still single. Listen, if you ever think the podcast will be viable in 20 years... <laughs> that was the perfect response. came into this with that attitude, I want to break you of that. <laughs> but that is Julie, like... Julie, like, I know you can fall in love again. But I might not. If you might not, like, that's, that's whether or not, like, you've got a long way to go. What if I can't? What if I am emotionally stunted? If you are emotionally stunted, then you are probably the most complicated, emotionally stunted person that I know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, don't you, like, don't you ever think that, like, okay, so you're just convinced that you won't. Yeah, I'm just... You're I convinced. Just, yeah, I really... I, I think it's... I'm not convinced. I just think it's very unlikely. I mean, again, like, that's the... I think I have a you, better you, chance of getting hit by a bus <laughs> or falling out of a window of a really high building that looks like the window's secure, but then you lean on it and it's not. Like, I think that's just as likely. Well, that's probably more likely because you have more control over all of those things. I, like, when I say that I grow, that I've grown to love somebody, I had, like, I had been dating somebody for three months, and the way that they played with their spoon when they had cereal was the moment that I fell in love with them. (laughs) They could be the best person in the world, like, eventually, like, I will or will not feel something, and I will know when I can't fall in love with that person. Yeah. If there's more digging to be had, then I'll keep digging, but... See, if I feel there's... like that all the time, though. Like, I feel like I know I when I hit the point that I can't fall in love with someone, and I feel like that's always that, well, that's <laughs> that, that's a that's not a problem. That's not that's not to say that you can't fall in love again. Uh... It's just saying that you still haven't found a, a person that you're able to fall in love with. That's fine. That's not, like that's I'm fine if that's not me. I'm fine if that's not 
anybody that you've seen previous. But it's like not. that, that it's can no. be some that can be someone. But it could also not be. Well, it's just as likely. I, I guess then to say to be continued. I guess. <laughs> Let them in, though. Let me in. Like, let people in, Julie. I That's do. All... Like, I love people. I love sharing with people. I love telling stories Good. and hearing stories. Like, connecting with people. Right. I have zero problem with. Great. I love connecting with people. I just can't fall in love with them. <laughs> I, I think you're completely wrong. Mm, well, people think that about me a lot. Well. Oh, wait. I'm adding to the, I'm going on record as to saying that, like, your ability to fall in love is dope. I should change the name of this podcast to I Am Wrong. <laughs> I Am Wrong, a Missy Elliott fan club podcast. Yes. Yes, Missy would love that. Mm-hmm. I'm right when I give other people advice. Usually I'm right about that. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. What, av- what advice would you give me about falling in love again? Um, I wouldn't give you any advice. You don't need any advice. Your head is in the right place. Your heart is in the right place. You're just a generally warm, happy person, so it's not like you need to change your attitude. You're very handsome. So oh, you don't stop need to, it. You don't need to fix anything there. <laughs> so, like, I, what what advice would I have to give you? Like, what kind of advice would you Well, what want? what's to stop somebody to say that exact same thing about you and to be like, well, maybe your head's just not in the right place just yet. Yeah, see? It's not. Well, th- you'll find it. <laughs> There's, You're not short of love in your life. I've met your no. friends. I've seen your family. Like, And here's the thing. <laughs> I love love. I love it so much. Right. Like, I wouldn't watch shows like Parks and Rec and The Office and the funny sitcoms that I do if I didn't love love. And I love my friends stupidly. I mean, my friends are magic. Right. They're just all a bunch of, like, mm-hmm. unicorns and ligers that are just right. mystical creatures of happiness and joy and I love them so much I love love I just can't have it <laughs> in that way like I haven't that's, see that's I where the logic comes so screeching many... to a halt for me Julie <laughs> but I have that's... it in so many different places maybe I just don't have room for it that that could be it that could be it because you're like the, another one of the things that I liked about you is it's it's something that I liked and I didn't because when I was dating you I'm like I don't really need to be here, and she's gonna probably have just as much of a good time. And and I say that not because not to not to shoot myself in the foot because I'm like you you are so energetic and you're so you're so willing to forward yourself like you're building up you and you and you've done that since I've known you like you're always looking for bigger and better things. You are finding the things that you love and pursuing them relentlessly. And the thing like love. That's something that will happen, and yes, you are just as involved in you letting it into your life as it is willing it willingness to happen. Like it's just as much chance as it is you willing to let that in. And if you're building you in the process, 
that's perfectly fine to curb that, which is what you're doing now. You're focusing on you, and it's showing. But the, it's showing in the fact that people are asking you out, and people are attracted to you even more so than they are now. Because I didn't actually lay on my praise. You're gorgeous. You're bright and bubbly. Like, you, like, irri- come on. I'm melting under you're the redi- desk oh, right stop, now. Stop. Just melting. But like, that's my point. It's the fact that like, you're so fine. Like, d- t- don't ever think that you're not going to find love. That's just a shitty thing to think about. It's, it's an exo- it like I don't want to live in a world where I don't think that I could ever fall in love again. Like that's yeah. a, that that's a, that's ugh no. Don't think that just because you haven't fallen in, fallen in love like twenty times out of the one means that like that's never gonna happen again. It's gotta happen again. It might not. We don't know. Oh stop! You're, we you're don't just... know the future. Okay, I see what you're doing. You're making cliffhangers for the show. That's what no. you're doing. <laughs> Oh god! Tune in next week. Will Julie find love? She won't. Can she, is she capable of yeah, it? Yeah, she's got so much to do next week. It's not happening next <laughs> no. week. No, you are gonna fall in love with some. I'm gonna say you're like I'm calling this. You are falling in love with like some theology professor. <laughs> he is going to be obsessed with Hamilton, <laughs> and he, and he'll probably know. I'm gonna say Midsummer Night's Dream backwards and forwards. That's going to be the man that you fall in love with. And he's going to be, like, 40. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to throw some spice in there for, like, old age. 40. He's going to be 40. Oh, okay. He's going to look, like, 27. He's going to be, like, a he's gonna be like a Brad Pitt in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, he's, he's going to be up there, but you're like, fuck it. Nobody cares. He's gorgeous. He's one of those really handsome older yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, John Stewart. Exa- okay. No. Oh, shit. I completely forgot this about you. You're going to fall in love with somebody that looks just like Rick Moranis. See, or, you gotta be careful though. You or, gotta make sure that he's the right Rick Moranis for you. Or the god that is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Goldblum. You you don't think you're you're willing to fall in love, but you've never met Jeff Goldblum. That's true, but he's past forty. Well, does that matter to you right now? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because he's married and has a kid, and you're not a homewrecker. I get it. I'm not a homewrecker. I'm sure his wife is lovely. <laughs> I'm sure she She's, is. She said, I'm saying she, it as genuinely as I can. She okay? said. She said so begrudgingly. I'm trying. I know. I'm sure she's great. I don't doubt you, Julie. Mm. I never have. I don't doubt me in anything but this one thing. Th- this one thing, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, then at least let everybody else around you know that you're just doing fine. Yeah, I am. and difficult and Steve was being so wonderful. We circled back to how much my friends love Steve and how could they not? I mean that voice, right? All right, Julie, focus. We started talking about the amazing relationship that my best friend and her husband have and how I can hang out with them for days on end and they never make me feel bad about being their third wheel. I'm I'm getting good at being a third wheel. (laughs) I used to resent it, and now I'm kind of okay with it. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I love my friends, and I love their relationships. I mean, there are days when, especially now that the weather's warming up, where I see couples that you know are, like, newly in love, and I want to set them on fire. 
Yeah. But when it comes to my friends who are in really good relationships and are in love, when I see them together, it it might be the one thing that gives me hope. Oh my God! Could I have cracked this egg? Yes! Oh! Stop, stop looking at me! I'm cracking the yes! egg again. <laughs> Do you feel no different at all? No, I feel I feel very refreshed. Like I didn't I honestly didn't know what I was gonna be getting out of this. I mainly wanted to know it was more curious as to like, okay, A, what happened there? And B, like what what sort of bigger thing we can get to. I learned more about me and you, like a lot about you, more than I think I've ever learned when we ever dated. When you're dating someone, you're just so afraid to tell them anything, I feel like. And that's what I really like about this. Like, we I've never actually had an objective assessment of what we had. Yeah, me either. I mean, I remember, like, the last guy that I was really into just being scared to tell him anything. Mm -hmm. Anything about me that could possibly... Anything about me that could possibly be emotionally related. Anything about exes, anything about my thoughts on dating in general, anything about, like, where we were and our... Like, right. how we were dating. Any commentary on other couples. Anything like did that fear like often come with somebody that you were into? Yeah, that I've been into it to that level. And when I was, you know, when I fell in love at 19, I had no big emotional history to, to be scared of telling someone, right? You know, I'd had a couple boyfriends in high school and that was it, yeah. and you know, and those relationships weren't built to last, so I didn't have any. I didn't have a broken heart to talk about. And now I do. Like, now I have one and it's a part of me. And it's okay. not one of those things that, like, yes, a broken heart heals. Totally. Right. But just like any injury, like, you don't forget it. No. Most of them scar. There are things that life has made you afraid of. Right. But I, I, I again, it, it, that came from me, like, I don't want to let fear dictate any decision that I make. And I don't want to let fear make me closed off from the world and I guess that's kind of what led me to be at least open to meeting more people and like being receptive to just talking about it because like I mean what's the what's the worst kind of hurt that that, that could bring at me like to a person that I've been dating for two months yeah like it's I... not it's not like it's gonna break my heart all over again after four years the worst that's gonna happen is like well that's too much for me I'm out of here I'm like well okay oh see I've just been I don't even know if I'm there yet Maybe. Like, I am, I still come from a place of fear a lot. Like, I'm very afraid of saying or doing the wrong thing or answering a question wrong or no. revealing too much or talking. And the worst part is, like, looking back on a lot of things in retrospect, I'm like, I really wish I would have just said it. Or I really wish I would have just done it. Because, like, it, like, it's really, it really wouldn't have been that bad. And I, th I think yeah. that's the biggest lesson that I learned after this. I'm like, in the however many months that we were dating, I'm like... I, I get, like, however you chose to reject me, like, it did not hurt as from what I could have been. And I'm like, well, I didn't take it personally. It was just, that just didn't work out. Yeah. And yeah, it, and yeah, it sucked. It did suck. Because I tried. It did suck. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. I know. <laughs> I know, no. But no, I... but like, I, I, I don't take it personally. And I didn't want to be afraid of 
or at least too afraid, of letting you know that that was okay. Well, I also think that ending something, especially something that you don't necessarily want to end, is something that you have to learn how to do. Is it not that is it not that you don't want it to end, or is it the fear and the pain of you actually having to do that? Because that I can admit to be afraid to. I would say both. I would say it's a little bit of both because I didn't necessarily want us to stop dating. Yeah, no, me neither. But I like I was foolish enough to think that I'm like, well, if she, if she's not into it, then I mean, she's got she's got to talk to me sometime, right? Like that. Like there's no other possible way to ask her that question. <laughs> Other than asking her in person. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I feel like it's been a learned behavior for me that that I had to learn how to say goodbye to people. And that's pretty recent. That's not something that I Mm -hmm. did a lot. That's not something that I'm well practiced in, in saying that this is ending. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, I didn't want us to stop dating, but I also wasn't falling into this place of love that I, like, I had reached that point. You get to that point where you're like, I know I'm either going to, this is either going to progress or it's not. Right, you reached the threshold with me. Yeah, and I think I hit that point, but that didn't necessarily mean that I didn't want to stop, or that I wanted to stop seeing you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's and hard a, to have a conversation that you don't necessarily know all the, the details of what you want from it. Exactly. And, and it takes practice to say to somebody, I don't know, or mm-hmm. I don't see this going anywhere, or I'm in love with you. Like, it takes practice to do all those things, to have all those conversations, and we get so... There's not a lot of... We don't get to do that a lot. We don't get to have those conversations no, a lot. So we don't get the practice no. in having them. Until, like, we have it something like this where... Uh, like our behaviors are kind of laid out in front of us when we actually like when we're when they're told right in front of us and like this is what happens. It's not that they're disgusting. They're like covered it's like... in snot and everyone's been <laughs> touching them. Yeah, they're all gross. <laughs> in in a weird way, you always know that you're doing it, but like you actually don't think about what it's doing to that other person until it's actually said it. And I know that it's a cliche thing to say, but like I'm like, oh god, like it, of course that's how you feel about that. Of course that was silly. Of course, like we should have had that talk. Or we, I could have just asked. But you don't know until no. you either have that talk or you don't have that talk and the time has passed where you're like, we like, should have. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it's all, so much of it is retrospect. Unless you start a podcast, there's Unless not a whole lot you can do whole, Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can end it with you rejecting me right now. Stop it. Break up no. with me right now. Yes. No. I'm not going to break up with you. Oh, bummer. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really... To adequately dump me. That's Okay. I'm going to dump Steve. This sucks. Right? <laughs> God, I do not want to do this. It's okay. It's been a long time coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the idea that you you were just like, we've been seeing each other this whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. You've been, you, according to my mother, you've been just out with the flu. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm, like, very red right now. No, I'm no, very no. warm. No, you don't need to dump me. So what is your advice here, then, after this conversation? Like, to the people listening to this episode, like, what is your advice? Just don't be afraid. Like, don't let fear stop you from doing something, especially when it comes to somebody that you care about. Oof, we did this. 
did this. We had this very long conversation about feelings. Holy shit, how long did that go? Was that like two hours? Almost. I want to be your girlfriend. And that's episode 11 of Go Date Yourself. How do you feel? Good. I feel good. That is good. Yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous too. The show's theme song is by Ross Wilting, and our cover art is by John Curtis. And I am now thoroughly exhausted by the sound of my own voice. So that's it for the credits today. Later, daters. You're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you hungry? Yeah. I'm hungry. You want to get some food? I can get some food. <laughs> yeah, let's get some food. Let's get some food. <laughs> you never-